Love songs only. Love songs only. Love songs only. Yep, that's right. You're tuned into our annual edition of Repeater Love Songs Only. Once a year, around Valentine's Day, we invite a bunch of guests onto the show to discuss songs of romance, and it's a dang good time. This year, we've got seven guests. We're talking Jenna Marucci, Brian Berlin, Kelly McCready, Lee Hubilla, Dimitri Shane, Molly Kiernan, and Aileen Clark. Fuck. Plus, you're going to hear music from Queens-based songwriter Michael Vermojanis. Damn, this show rules. Of course it does. Thanks for listening. This is Repeater. Hey everybody, how are you? Hi. Hi. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, welcome to Repeater. This is a show that uh, we host. I'm Evan. That's Pat, as you kind of heard Thank on the you. way up here. But just to clarify, um, and this show is about songs that matter to people. So we get to talk to great guests about songs that mean a lot to them. That's basically all the show is. And we also have some live music, which is going to be very exciting later. But tonight, as opposed to our normal format. Tonight is love songs only, which means we'll be talking to a bunch of different guests. So many. So many guests. And they're all wonderful. They're all wonderful. Uh, we're going to be talking to them about uh, either things that are love songs specifically or songs that are from like their romantic life. Who gives a damn if it's a love song or not? Um, so we're very excited about that, and it's going to be a real good time. Pat, you think it's going to be a good time? It's going to be a lovely time. Yeah. Oh, Pat. <laughs> For the listener at home, I did a really suave wink. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Heart melting. Yeah. Um, it is the week of Valentine's Day, which some people hate and some people love, but we're going to choose to love it. Um, if not the holiday itself, I guess the general concept of liking each other. <laughs> so that's what we're going with. Um, without further delay, let's bring our first guest up to the stage. Please give it up for Jenna Marucci. Yes. Hey. Hi, Jenna. Hi. Hello. How are you? <sighs> Nervous. Mm. Good. Not because I'm on stage. That's where I thrive. Hello. Uh, no. <laughs> I, this uh, assignment, this show, kind of threw me into a real tizzy. Not real well timed to the Valentine's Day. Right. Which I didn't think would be a big deal. And then I was like, uh, uh Like, when it was, <laughs> like, midday, I was like, why do I feel, mm? like, um, so anyway. But I'm excited. Great. So we're off to a good start. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm almost vomiting. It's great. Mm. Cool. Well, hold it in and then tell us uh, what song you wanted to talk about. Okay. I think I, ha- I think it has to be my number one. I was racking my brain. It's um, Otis Redding, These Arms of Mine. Ooh. Yeah. Man. That, yeah. Is, that is a strong choice. We're coming out of the gate hot. Yeah. Well, I was born an 81-year-old woman, so it was not... It's incredible how good you look now. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm Benjamin Buttoning. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm, yeah. So I have, like, old music tastes. That's not to say, like, I'll fucking bump a Justin Bieber, but um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was definitely not going to be, like, a modern-day hit. Right. But, yeah. yeah. So what's... Um, 
why this one? Out of okay, all so the wonderful songs to choose. There's so many wonderful songs. For me, this is very much tied to um, memories of growing up. So I know it, and then you can tell how white I am. I know it from uh, Dirty Dancing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Dirty Dancing <laughs> was my sexual education. I. I called my sisters earlier, I have two older sisters, to clarify, and actually they were both together, which is kind of rare, and my eldest sister got on the phone and she was like, I don't remember, all I know is mom only let me watch the dancing and fast forwarded through everything else, and I think I was like 13, and she goes, since you were the youngest, you kind of always got to do stuff early, so you were probably in the room. So, 13 minus 8 is... Five? Sure. Um... (laughs) I was around that age, yeah. and I also was thinking about it on the way here, and I was like, I think the worst movie to do that trick with is Dirty Dancing, because the dancing is, like, very sexual. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what are you fast-forwarding? Like, the yeah. abortion plot line? <laughs> sure, why not? I was always like, Penny's sick. And then I got it. Um, but... So yeah, so I, in my memory, kind of flipped it, and I thought Otis Redding was, uh, These Arms of Mine was the song where Baby goes to see Johnny in like his um, cabana where he like lives, mm-hmm. and it is playing when he opens the door, shirtless, and... Uh, <laughs> no shirt is on? <laughs> There's no shirt on, Patrick Swayze! Oh boy, <laughs> <Hold it> together! <laughs> But it's act- so it's on, but then it's actually like the one that they start like dancing to, and then it's like, oh, let's mm. dance into bed. Is um, <laughs> is, uh, let's dance into bed. <laughs> that old trick. I imagine that's what people say before sex. Right. Yeah, I'm hoping that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's the song that plays then is Solomon Solomon Burke's uh, "Cry to Me," mm-hmm. which is also a really good song. But we had the soundtrack to Dirty Dancing, the cassette and the CD, and I just remember. Let me clarify. We had both. We had the soundtrack to Dirty Dancing, and then there was a CD called More Dirty Dancing. (laughs) Because give the people what they want. And Otis Redding's These Arms of of Mine was on that More Dirty Dancing. Was More Dirty Dancing like devoid of uh, themes or, you know, like score? But maybe the first one had some of that? No, I think More Dirty Dancing had more score. But it had like some of the stuff that you clearly were like, what the fuck did you leave out? Right. Um, I was, I queued it up before getting here, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. which you should all be thankful that I'm here. Because I was like (laughs) in my room, I was like, I need to dry my hair and do this and do this. And Patrick Swayze's right there. Um... But yeah, I just, I love that song. And Otis Redding is so soulful, obviously, but he sounds like, he's just like, please, please let me hold you. And unfortunately, I feel like that is sort of the theme of my... uh-huh. I just realized saying that I was like, ooh, let's make it real sad and desperate. Um, uh... But yeah, I'm just begging someone to let me hold them. Um how are you guys doing? What do you think? What's that? Okay, so that, uh, I think that that to me well, is, yeah, yeah no, sure. but that, that, that sentiment is, I think of, it's, it, it is a very relatable one, I think, to many people, and like no matter where they are in kind of like their romantic life, because um, there's always a time where you need that or you want that and you don't have it. Yeah. Um, it makes me think of, God, there's one of the, one of the most sad Willie Nelson songs I think that's ever existed is um, Can I Sleep in Your Arms Tonight, Lady? I've and never heard that. This beautiful that's song with a, a very long title. That, I was just going to say, that's such a country title. Yeah. They're like, get to it in the title and give the people what they want. <laughs> but it, but it Tell is them what's exactly that feeling of, um, hey, I know you don't love me. And Ugh, I know this I know, ain't going to yeah. work out, but can you just hold me tonight? Yeah. That's, that's like, 
I just need that. If I can get that, I'll be able to wake up tomorrow. Sort yeah. Of thing. And that hits home. You yeah. Know, well, tough. Adele has one called All I Ask, mm. which is off her latest album. And that is like gut wrenching because it's like. I'm, you know that thing where you can't hear it unless you sing it? I'm not going to sing it. But um, it's, uh, she's like, the uh, spotlight. Um, no, she's, she's, she's basically like, I know that we won't be together. Uh, all I ask is that like you give me this one night and then mm. I can have that memory like forever. And she does a fucking key change at the end, yeah. which is very Whitney Houston. Everyone fucking listen to that Adele song and you will notice and you're like, the bodyguard, like you, it's it's a Whitney moment. Protect me, hold me. Yeah, yeah, it's a very Whitney moment. But yeah, those are what I gravitate to. Those like gut wrenching fucking love songs. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't seen Dirty Dancing up until like two or three summers ago. But you've seen it, right? Now I have. Okay. Have you seen uh, it? Okay, good. And the first and only time I have seen that movie was in Astoria Park, which was oh, a very that's romantic right down the road. Right down the road. It's great. Probably real cold and muddy right now. Um, but the thing that surprised me about that yeah. was how many people would scream when Patrick Swayze came on the screen mm-hmm. and then whip out their phones to take pictures of him. Yep. Oh yeah. I feel like I learned fully. I learned so much. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Pat well, is waking up. And I was indoctrinated young too, because that like the old house where I watched it apparently on like only the dancing scenes and then fast forwarding everything else. My sister, my eldest sister, taught me and my middle sister how to dance with. We had like swinging doors mm. through our kitchen and our. And I don't know. I can't remember. Mm what we were doing with the doors, I guess, using them as partners. And we were like, because you could swing all the way through. It just was one of those. And Mm. then I remember my one sister had a canopy bed. So she had those poles. So we would swing around them. Not as like a, not, it's very innocent. Because, we're with you, we're with you. Because also Elizabeth Shue does that in the opening of Adventures in Babysitting. Okay. So like all these movies that were my childhood. So it involved dancing always. I've always loved dancing. And when, Ever a guy would be like, like I don't dance or I don't like dancing. I'm like, oh, God, let me school you on how you could crush all straight women. Like, <laughs> just a black outfit, make it be tight, be Patrick Swayze. No, but uh, <laughs> but he's like he had like he had like the leather jacket and he was like a bad boy and yeah. whatever. But also like he knew how to fucking dance and he was friends with penny and he like didn't slut shame her and i don't know was he the best guy ever yes i think that he was um so yeah learn how to dance guys i think that is perfect advice to end on take anything away (laughs) please please learn how to dance learn how to the the chore the choreography for dirty dancing and then call me Um, beautiful i've practiced for 31 years (laughs) jenna thank you so much doing the lift thanks guys (laughs) do the lift Oh my goodness. We're off to a very strong start. Pat, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. You know who's a real good dancer? Who's that? No, guys. I'm I'm just okay. (laughs) Um up next is another just okay dancer. Please welcome to the stage, Brian Berlin. (laughs) He can cut it wrong. We've been out dancing before. For uh, introducing me how I wanted to be introduced. (laughs) Um for the record, I think you're a great dancer. Pat, I don't know if you've ever seen me dance before. Yeah. <laughs> I might be projecting. All right. But, uh... Thanks. I appreciate <laughs> it. Pat's a great dancer. That's how he feels. <laughs> he's putting that on you. <laughs> um, great. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. What song you got for us? 
Uh, I brought a little doozy called uh, Blood Bank by Bon Iver. Okay. Ooh. From the Blood Bank EP. Okay. So uh, uh, a slightly more esoteric cut than Otis Redding. Yeah. <laughs> Good. But like Good very enough. on brand for me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you are a sad indie boy. Yes. Um, if anyone doesn't know Brian, that's his deal. <laughs> is it, so is it like spooky Bonnie Bear or like no. electro? No, no, no. This was, so he came out with this, or they came out with this like right after For Emma Forever Ago. It mm-hmm. was like the, I think it was like the extra songs off of that album mm-hmm. that they're like, oh, we're just going to throw this in. This EP, so it's still in that cabin cabin phase. Cabin phase of Bonnie Vare. <laughs> of Bonnie Vare. And why the heck does this song matter to you? So I kind of like lived the song a little bit in a this thing that happened to me mm-hmm. uh, at a time when this that album like that the EP and for Emma Forever Ago were just kind of in this rotation of my life uh, around like 2010, 2011, 2009, that whole area. Just listening to them all the time. And I was talking to this girl, um, Allison, that we had like known each other from summer camp. And it was one of those things like a very timing. This was like a time in my life where timing was never working out with any relationship I was in. Or not in because of timing. <laughs> um, but we had a thing where like for multiple years after like 2008, we'd kind of be texting and talking, but not in the same cities and just trying to like always would sort of tell each other we might like each other, but never actually said it. Mm. Like both the cowards about it. And finally, uh, in 2011, I asked her to be my date to a friend's wedding that we knew from summer camp where we had met. And so we were like going to this wedding together and I was kind of like, okay, well, this is like a real thing. We had never been on any date before this. And um, so I was living up in Boston and she was living down in New York and the the wedding was in Pennsylvania. So I kind of like swooped down from Boston, picked her up, brought her to my parents' house. Smart. Because it was an easier trip the next day. (laughs) There's nothing like romantic, like your parents' house. Uh, yeah, like she slept in my sister's bed like the night that we were there. Yeah. Killer, dude. Uh, Slay, real nice. Yeah. Smooth moves. Woo. I think I like gave her like a kiss on the forehead. I like I tucked her in. You tucked her in and put her Yeah. Because I was just like, I don't know if she's into, I don't know if there's yeah. a I don't know, I don't know. And so the next day we were like going out to this uh, wedding and it was you know, like an hour and a half, an hour. It was like right on the border of Pennsylvania. And... It was Halloween of 2011, which I don't know if anybody remembers this, but there was a big snowstorm that mm-hmm. day. It was like this Halloween yes. a few yes, years yes. ago. There was a big snowstorm. And so my friend was getting married on that day, and I had this like junky old car that my sister and I shared together. Uh, and she would always take real bad care of it, but I loved it. And so she kind of like <laughs> wore it down. And we're driving to this wedding... And, you know, the ceremony starts at five or something. So we start and we're like, oh, we should eat before we go. So we're on and we're in New Jersey. So you have to take those like stupid U-turns to do any kind of like turning on the other side. Jug handle, right? We Yeah, it's a jug handle. So we'd like take a jug handle to go to a Panera. And <laughs> good. Nice. As we're in the jug handle, my car starts making this like weird noise. And so I like try to turn it off and turn it back on again. And then. I pull my key out of the ignition and the car is still running even though the key is not in my mm, car. Good. 
And I'm like, this, this is weird. Was this a Toyota? No, it was, right. a, it was a 1996 Audi A6. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was like my dad's car <laughs> that he gave to me once I got old enough to drive. And so it started again. It failed. It just stops running. Yeah. And so now we're like stuck at this intersection, at this like <laughs> intersection to swing around on this major kind of like little, you know, New Jersey route. It just started snowing like right mm. before this happened. So I call AAA, but like AAA is now having to deal with people like sliding off the roads yeah, and right. stuff like that. So we essentially get like stranded at this random intersection for two hours. Oof. And like the song, there's this part in the song. It's like there's when the snow started falling, we are stuck out in my car. You were rubbing mm. both my hands, chewing on a candy bar. And we just like wanted to eat. And like I think I had you like M and M's. I had like M mm. and M's in the car, and we were like sharing these M and M's, rubbing hands. Like, it's rubbing hands. <laughs> the snow is well. Then the next part of the song is like, uh, there's a moon rain, waning crescent, and we started to kiss. And like our first kiss was like in my car as we were waiting for AAA. And so we were like making out in my car because there was literally we were like, what else are we gonna do? <laughs> nothing. There's nothing else. To we do. were playing. We were playing that that game. It's like 20 questions. It's called like Akinator or whatever. It's like that weird genie guy who you can okay. like ask questions. It's a stupid game. But that's what we were doing. Like that was the sexual tension was us playing this game. It's finally like, okay, wow. let's kiss. And then my mom had to come pick us up and we just like abandoned my car there. And that's like, so multiple hours had passed. The reception, had, the ceremony yeah. had happened. The reception was going on. We get back to my house and I'm like, should we go to this wedding? And then she was like, well, I got a new dress for it. And so I was like, yeah, okay. And we get in my dad's car. It has four-wheel drive. Now we're driving in, like, legitimate snow. for an, It's like the hour drive took two hours. Mm-hmm. We get there with 10 minutes left in the reception. There's an open <laughs> bar, so we, like, immediately are just knocking back drinks. And then there's a costume party after. And then, like, there was an after party at the Comfort Inn and Suites in uh, wherever town that was. Uh, hell, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was crazy. Like, it was... That's like a club. There was like a club scene at this random <laughs> motel on the border of Pennsylvania at exit like 305 or whatever that is. Good exit. Oh, yeah. It was weird. So uh, all that happened and then we were sharing a room with my other friends. So nothing really happened after us making like making right. out was the most that could happen. Just did like some nuzzling or something. Yeah. And then that was it. Like we never. <laughs> Whoa. That, yeah. And I think it That's was weird because that was kind of like the first thing of us being like we finally admitting that we kind of like each other. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I went back to Boston, and she was in New York. And then, like, when I was living in New York and she was living in New York, she dated somebody else. And then she was like, oh, well, we're kind of in an open relationship. So if you, maybe you'd want – and I was like, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then, yeah, so there's a lot yeah. happening. That's some I good want, unrequited love. I have not listened to this song, but I choose to believe that each one of those points are in that song. <laughs> it's it's weird. Like there's a, a lot, another there's element of that about song. Your, the mom coming to pick you up. Yeah. yeah, like the mom part's weird. Not making it to Panera. <laughs> we we. <laughs> oh, did you? Because we were waiting for so long yeah, walk, that at one man. point we just ran across this like four okay. lane intersection, walked across a big parking lot, got Panera, and then walked back to the car and yeah. ate it in the car. So it's the little victory. But until my mom, like, we didn't do that until my mom got there. And then we were just, like, sitting and eating Panera while my mom was hanging out with us, listening to the radio. Hell yeah. It's real fun. Brian, thank you so much. Thanks. <laughs> beautiful story for a beautiful boy. Uh, that was incredible. Please welcome our next guest to the stage, Kelly McCready.
here she comes. Hello. Here she is. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. How's it going? It's good. good. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Yeah. I'm an actor, but this is dreadful. <laughs> yeah? Dreadful getting in front of people. I can yeah. usually do an American accent, and I can be a completely different person, but yeah. if I'm doing my own dialect, this is really quite terrifying. Yeah. You There's nothing switch worse. Switch whatever dialect you want. And All right. Do what you want. <laughs> There's nothing scarier than being on a podcast. Than being yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 That's true. It is true. Um, great. What song did you want to talk about? Well, I kind of... This whole thing really did get me in my head, like yeah. trying to figure out like what, you know what I mean? Like it had me like yeah. appraising everything in a really, really weird way. Um, <laughs> and there were some songs that seemed almost too personal that, to bring in. Like for a while I was going to bring in a Jeff Buckley song because like, mm. man, that like hits me somewhere that I just don't even quite know how to articulate. Um, but I ended up going with Alabama Shakes Over My Head. Mm. Ooh, yeah. If you guys know that one. Nice. Yeah. They're a great band. That's a good song. They are a good what, band. Um, what drew you to that song? Um, so that song is, well, obviously her voice is amazing and yeah. very soulful and like it's the last track on the album. Um, so it just kind of like comes out of nowhere as well. But sometimes I'm just like in, a, in the kind of mood where all that's going to make you feel better is like making out furiously with someone and listening to Alabama shakes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm familiar that with is, the mood. That yeah. is, that is true. Like current mood. And then that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I had never really dated anyone who had a connection to music before, but the current person that I'm dating does have a connection to music. And I didn't know Alabama shakes at all. And he introduced me to them and that song came on and he was able to like pinpoint all of the different layering in that song. Hmm. Because that song is just her voice being layered over and over and over and over. Like, I'm an over my head, I'm an over my head. And it's beautiful. And he was able to, like, pinpoint all of the different things. And I just remember thinking, like, I can be really overwhelmed by someone. And I hadn't really had that before. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Because it's like, it's like being a sense, uh, having a sense of drowning a little bit, like a really kind of scary way. Mm -hmm. But she manages to make it sound like a good thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's something really cool about when music can overwhelm you and comfort you at the same time. It's almost, I find that sort of thing cathartic or comforting because you hit a point where it's so loud or so much and maybe you can pinpoint it, but sometimes it gets to be so much that you just can be lost in it. And there's something very, very, very nice about that. Well, I, I did some research because I'm a bit type A um, about like how that song was was written yeah. and I didn't realize like all of the terrible things that she's endured. So like her sister died when she was 13. Her parents got divorced. Her house burned down. Um, yeah, like everything. Um, and that song, I was listening to interviews about like why she wrote that song and it's about reincarnation. Mm. So it's about like you're able to love something and then like the next time you love something else, like the love remains from the previous sort of life. And then you're able to like continue loving and the love grows. And I thought that was such a beautiful kind of idea. Yeah. Yeah. And that song is supposed to be the moment that you realize that. Wow. And I, yeah. I'm, I know that this happens probably with various types of love, but um, on the theme of it, it's like in relationships that we have, romantic relationships, I think that hopefully there's an element of that that is true for a lot of people, which is that it's like <laughs> sometimes... Uh, people call them like practice relationships or something when you're uh, not so mature and you're just kind of like getting your bearings on things. But if you can learn how to love in a given relationship and if in the next relationship you can learn how to love even more, 
and as you go forward, I think there's some hope that you like you get better at it or you get more open to it. Um, so that hopefully that thing of like reincarnating that love, I guess I, I hope that that's true. You know, I hope so too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and, I, and I, I think it happens with like familial love too and whatnot. You oh, know, absolutely. Like the more um, I'm somewhat newly like an uncle, and that's a thing where like I've never had a new being in my life, and now and I like you- understand like family more <laughs> like that yeah. sounds really stupid but i'm like oh like that 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 level of love i have for my brother and my father uh you know now i now i like get it more even though i've had that my whole life it's just because yeah. now there's like another person in the mix yeah you yeah. look you, you look like you're no, i'm just agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, but i remember um the only time i ever really told anyone that i loved them was my was my dad because this is true my i th- was convinced my dad hated me until i was like mm in my early 20s and I used to tell tell mom I used to say can you tell dad that I love him I don't know why I'm American when I'm little but can you tell dad that I love him were you American when you were little (laughs) can you tell dad that I love him and she would go yeah sure it's because I thought he would murder me in my sleep if I it's the last thing yeah it's very true very deranged (laughs) child um that if he didn't know that I loved him that he might like do something terrible but like to actually to actually know what it's like to to love a parent even even to know that like they might be stunted in a way that they can't initiate that love like that song means that to me is mm. like i can grow in like my capacity to love and i've actually gotten better at communicating that with my parents yeah. in that way and like knowing that they need to be met they can't just come the whole mm. way with me mm. yeah it's weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is weird but it's a, i mean it's really it's really good to recognize that and to see that growth kind of because then it can become like a thing you work on. It's a skill or it's a capacity yeah, or hold whatever on. it is. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying you're doing a damn good job. Thank you. Right? <laughs> but I don't have, like, a, a weird, like, quip or a story. Like, there's no daddy dancing to my thing. You know what I mean? Like, no Patrick Swayze. Yeah, but it, it is still, like, such a cool thing to be able to hook into that and, like, just get that emotion from it. And, like, yeah. or at least understand to some extent the emotion that she put into it and like how you then take it and then process it. It's an incredible song. Yeah. yeah. May I ask, uh, to have that feeling from listening to that song, uh, is there a particular meaning, uh, that your current partner like showed that to you? Particular meaning. Sorry. Yeah. Like to, um, does that make you appreciate anything maybe about them? Yeah. You know, oh, given absolutely. that that song has meant a lot to you. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't throw around the word, the word love the way that I think I used to mm-hmm. is interesting. Um, I was thinking about it even when you were talking before, like it's a verb, right? Mm-hmm. To love. Um, so when we like clean the kitchen, like you don't need to tell someone that you've cleaned the kitchen if you've done a good job. Right. Yeah. I cleaned the kitchen. They can tell if you cleaned it. So like if you've done a good job loving someone, then in theory, you shouldn't have to say it, right? <laughs> I think also, there are I some myself. people that want to hear it. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not quite there yet. No, I, I, hey, I totally get that. Uh, I'm, like, I feel I'm, like, like, I've, I'm like, I've done yeah. a good job, right? They can tell. Yeah. They can totally tell. Uh, I think, I think I've, I, I, and I'm sure other people, it's like, I've definitely been in relationships where I've, 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 I've operated that way, you know, which is a base assumption of like, you know, I fucking love you. Right. And then you have a talk one night and they're like, you gotta say it sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, really makes you feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. (laughs) I kind of feel that way right now. (laughs) 
it's uh, definitely much easier when it's just like doing a good thing and not to be told, hey, you're doing a good job. It's just like, yeah, you should do good things. But I think once you add love into the mix, that's like another level of... Uh, well, why did we do this to ourselves? Why did we introduce the concept? Like, who, who thought it up? <laughs> like, like, it was a terrible idea. It was unavoidable. <laughs> just hunt and gather. That's all we needed. I don't know why we had to make it so much more complicated. <laughs> Down on love. That's the moral of this one. Uh, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. That was great. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Get off the stage, Kelly. No, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Let's welcome our next guest to the stage. Please give a round of applause to Lee Hubila. Hi, Lee. Hi. Hello. Grab that Mikey. Oh, I will. <laughs> that was so deep. Wow. That was deep. This is not going to be. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, what do you got for us? Um, a very special, profound song. Um, it's very serious. Mm-hmm. It's a classic. It's um, A Whole New World. Ooh. Um, from a little story you might have heard of called Aladdin. Um, very romantic yeah. and very important to me. Mm. Uh, I definitely know why it's such a romantic song, but I have no idea why it's so important to you. Let me tell you, Evan. <laughs> um, <laughs> several things. First, um, love Disney. Uh, sort of why I have unrealistic expectations about love Mm -hmm. (laughs) and what a partner can do for you. Um, So thanks, Disney. Disney. Um, Brown people falling in love. Very exciting to see. Yes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) one brown person. We got one. (laughs) Um, So like as a kid, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) What what do you mean? Um, Very excited (laughs) about that. Uh, and like I it was also like the first like big crush I had on a cartoon mm-hmm. and maybe that's weird but I thought Aladdin really had it going on that like vest thing yeah. oh, the yeah. no shirt mm. <laughs> he was a hot he was a hot tune yeah yeah the hair I'm whipping my hair in case you can't see it um, <laughs> also the woman who sings Jasmine's part in the movie is Filipino. Ooh. Ooh that I also am Filipino. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. My shirt says 100% Filipino. Um, <laughs> so that was like super exciting. I just like didn't know, you know, like I've identified very much with like the princess wanting to be saved and like love and all this. So, but then like one brown people and like knowing that like a Filipino person was playing the princess and like singing was like such a mind blowing moment for me because I was like convinced I was going to grow up to be a Disney princess Um, still waiting for it (laughs) and so it was like a big moment and I just like think it's so wonderful to be like this man's going to come find me and he might be a liar and (laughs) commit crimes maybe but does it matter because he can take me on a magic carpet ride like all is forgiven (laughs) if I get to, like, float above a city, I guess. It might have been the beginning of, like, why I have terrible taste in men. That's not true. Not anymore. Um, Not anymore. Not anymore. No. Well, did you, so did you know, like, obviously the stuff about idolizing the Disney princess and love and that kind of, the Disney stuff. 
you mm-hmm. knew as a kid. Did you also know that the singer was Filipino as a kid? Uh, yes. So you've known that. Oh, cool. Like, this has oh, been yeah. part of the story the whole time. Yeah. That's cool. Well, a little bit later after it came out, because there was some um, segment on, like, new, on, the, on like news. <laughs> I don't know when news was. But we had this, like, little television on top of our fridge in our kitchen, and there was some, like, Channel 11 or some, like, news segment that was showing the singers of the Disney characters. Uh. And I was, like, one, confused because, like, Aladdin was white. And I was, like, what? <laughs> but then they showed, like, this Filipino singer who's also Leia Song is, like, super famous. If you're Filipino, she just, like, you have to know her. Mm. Um, and when I saw that, was her, it was, like, very uh, exciting for me. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. That's very cool. Soups. Um, and now, days, like, you're an actor now, right? Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> connected, Evan. Tell me that I'm Killed doing good. It. No, but um, but it's it's one of those things where you think about like, oh, what is a, a seemingly in the grand scheme of things a detail like who's saying, you know, the parts in Disney movie uh, to a little kid watching Disney Disney movie, but um, it seems like that probably mattered a hell of a lot to you. Obviously you're saying that, but also like you went into a similar field, you know, yeah. because of that or part, you know, who knows part of that maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that shit matters, huh? Do you want to say something? Yeah. <laughs> I'm no. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. And like those behind the scenes things are wonderful to find out that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I guess going off of what Evan was saying, did that influence you at all? Like, to get into performance or was that just sort of already always there? Um, I think, I think I, I thought <laughs> that's just like how I existed as a child. I was mm-hmm. constantly performing my, uh, so my carefully curated selections from my favorite Disney films and my family absolutely hated it. Um, <laughs> I was like in the bathtub doing Little Mermaid. Um, <clears throat> yeah, like that moment when she like pushes yeah, off the off. rock. Yeah, and the waves. Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't happen in a bathtub <laughs> if you've, in case you've tried it. Um, so, but like I didn't know that was like a, I would know I, I liked doing it. And I, I mean, I haven't, I started acting pretty recently, but I think it was that, that moment. And I think there was a disconnect between that moment to like the rest of my life and the conditioning of sort of like who you see playing the lead roles in um, entertainment of just like, can you be like a romantic, like, can you like be the, you know, the princess that meets the prince? Um, I mean, but then there was Pocahontas also loved that one. Um, but so like it, it definitely, I think. It, when I was younger, I felt that. And I think I sort of like lost, disconnected yeah. from that. Yeah. And I think now recently with them, when we're in this moment talking about it, I'm like, yeah, that probably did have a very, very important uh, effect on me. Oh, it's like therapy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Well, we're, this is like kind of an exciting weekend for movies and representation because it's the movie. It's the weekend Black Panther came out. I saw it. Oh, did you? So, yeah. That's why I also I why I'm like talking yet. about it because it, it really, it means so much to look at something and see someone that looks like you. Even just yeah. like remotely similar, um, it's like so moving. Um, and so when I was thinking about this song and like choosing it, I, it also really impacted me. But like, yeah, like just to see a a brown person go through all the other things that all the other Disney princesses and princes went through was really important. Yeah, that's really cool. To moi. Here's a. Uh... Here's a question in a different vein. What Ooh. these days, like realistically, what is the equivalent 
of a, uh, a magic carpet ride. Like what? <laughs> what? What is gonna convince you that like this is fine? Like I don't know if this you know dude's what? worth it, but <laughs> this is cool. Your criminal history is not a big deal. Um, what is the equivalent of magic carpet ride? Yeah. Well, uh, obviously the bar is very low because Aladdin was like totally fine for me. He could be a criminal. Um, <laughs> I think I thought, so. There's this, the lines in the song talk. Let's say like, take you wonder by wonder, <laughs> um, over sideways and under. Um, so Whoa. there's this thing about like it feels very magical and spontaneous, and like you don't know what's gonna happen. So I have uh, have this thing in relationships where I'm like, I just want to be spontaneous and free. Like let's just see where the night takes us, um, which I actually hate because I like like to be in control. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, like, a feeling of that can be, like, whatever. Like, yeah, you, like, are an, an asshole. But, like, let's just see what happens tonight, you know? That was a terrible answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's great. I love it. Lee, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Give it up. Give it up. Coming up next to the stage, please put your hands together for Dimitri Shane. Hello. There he is. Hey, buddy. How's it going? It's good. Whew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got winded? Yeah, it's a long walk. Long walk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Well, we'll try to make this easy on you. Yeah. Um, what song do you want to discuss? Um, so uh, <laughs> the song that I have is, is kind of a cheat because it's, 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 uh, it's like... Um, a medley of songs. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cheater. <laughs> well, you know, I, I you know, yeah, I tried to find okay. something that would um, annoy you the most. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's our relationship. <laughs> but um, it's uh, it's so it's called uh, Speak In, and it's by uh, a band called Not an Airplane. <laughs> okay. Um, this isn't a band that I don't think anyone's heard or or it's not like i don't think i don't don't know but it's it's hard to find them almost anywhere like i mean it's a hard thing to google not an airplane (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're gonna get a lot of you're gonna get a lot of results that's pretty much it yeah um uh but it's um so it's like half an album you know like this 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 uh quote-unquote song is is like half of that album okay so it's the other half is called has different movements yeah yeah exactly so but um and it, so it's uh, a medley of songs, and it's basically uh, like, I mean, it's it's kind of like a, a country album, and mm. every song uh, in this like medley is um, uh, it's it's cool because I'm not sure exactly like why I chose this. I think I chose it because I listen to this at times when I feel like in my life I need to kind of like reset a little bit you know like um it's it's like a long you know like song but you kind of have to hear it all because it's it's like you know it's it's just like uh all like one uh thing yeah and so uh every time i i hear it i feel like i go into like like a zone of where i'm just like i can just kind of like hear out like half of this album and feel kind of at peace the other half of the album, I almost never listen to. <laughs> I don't know why it, it, it only speaks to me. Uh, yeah, but um, wow. but it's it's uh, yeah, it's cool. It's um, I think it came to me at a time because uh, it, I think that uh, album like it came out in 2011. I want to say so. 
it was a couple of months uh, after I left high school, and I was in, like, uh, a bad place because I just felt so, like, like I hated high school. Yeah. Uh, and I felt like, like I just didn't know what I'm supposed to do now. And so, uh, yeah, and then I don't know exactly how I found this album, but it just kind of came up, and, and I heard it, and it, like, really, like, hit me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's one track. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. How yeah, about it's how long is it? Uh, it's like, I think it's like, sixteen minutes or so. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like a good headphone listen. And it is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. I think you can just kind of like zone out to it. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and uh. Within it, like it, it, it has like a lot of songs. Like there's like a love song. That's how it starts off. But mm-hmm. then it goes into kind of like like a rock song and then uh it's like a party song almost and so it just has like uh every kind of like genre so it's like you just go through all these emotions in this one like sitting essentially you know yeah and i think maybe that's why i feel like it it gives me like this like emotional kind of response because like you just go through like all those all those emotions (laughs) at once and then you're just kind of like okay Everything in my life is okay, you know, or like yeah. fine. Yeah, I mean, a reset point or a transition point in life is usually, yeah, there might be something specific driving it, but I think yeah. a lot of times you're evaluating everything. Yeah, you know, pretty much. Maybe you're transitioning because of like a job or something, but then you're like, okay, I don't have a job. What the fuck's my relationship life look like? Am I successful? Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. How's my family? Like all that stuff, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, and I think, you know, like, I guess I thought about this and I was like, oh, I need, you know, like I need to find a love song. And uh, every like love song to me, a lot of times I feel like I don't, I haven't had like a ton of, uh, of like relationships in life. So uh, a lot of times if like a love song, I think to me just means like Mm self-love, you know? And so I think that's why like this, like, like song is, is uh, so good. Like, uh, for me specifically, because yeah. it just helps me. But I don't know if anyone else would, <laughs> would think it's, like, incredible. <laughs> well, I was talking to Evan about this the other day, and, like, I don't really have, like, songs that lyrically are love songs. Yeah. That, like, I connect to, but, like... Because when I'm in a good mood, the songs that I really connect to are just, like, they're happy songs, or, like, they make me feel a certain way. Right, yeah, yeah, It yeah. might not be about love at all. It might be about a road trip or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but then the songs that I'm like, oh, a love song, there are just like sad boy songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so where, like, when you left high school, which you hated, mm-hmm. uh, and you found this song, yeah. I mean, like, what was that transition period like for you? What were you doing or, like, where was your head at, kind of? I was just, like, staying at home a lot, just being, um, I, I mean, I th- I'm not sure exactly because, I, like, I wasn't seeing a... Uh, therapist then <laughs> i am now uh but i think i was in a uh yeah, we got some woos <laughs> this is I a think, therapy loving crap i think i was in like a pretty long uh um like depression you know and and like it felt uh like horrible because i would just come home and i would just like be in bed all day long yeah. um and uh i think i think like this um song specifically like it's some uh in some uh areas of it like it's it it gets like so sad 
that it almost makes you feel like everything else is fine, <laughs> you know? Like, damn, this isn't my life. <laughs> I don't know this problems. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's good to have something to contrast. Yeah, know, for sure. Your own experience, too. Definitely. Because otherwise, it's hard to know if you're doing okay. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's cool because it's kind of like a, like it's a, like a hipstery kind of thing because it's a, a song that I know, but I don't think anyone else knows. <laughs> <laughs> I bet like 18 people in this audience know it. That's everyone, by the way. <laughs> everyone knows this song. Yeah. No. Um, no, that is cool. It's uh, I definitely attach more meaning to songs that I think are mine. Or yeah. Like I think fewer people know. Right. Um, because they just they feel a little more tailor made. Totally, you know? yeah, yeah. Which is a very nice little feeling to have. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it has like, um, uh, like I like how it it almost sounds like it's like a jazz kind of thing because like if you like if you hear it, uh, every song like, uh, flows into each other. Mm-hmm. So um, it can go from like a party song to like like a like a sad song, except, uh every like instrument it just kind of like slows down mm-hmm. so it feels like they're just going uh into like a new like emotion and mood as opposed to as opposed to to, to, to uh, as opposed to just like being like oh i'm gonna like restart now you know and right, start yeah. a new song yeah. it just kind of goes into and i guess that just feels cool because it's um that just that's how you have emotions right a lot of times it just goes i think like from like one thing to another and like you're not exactly sure why. Yeah. And so I think in this song that like every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, that's 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 how you like experience life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just, it just goes into each other. Yeah. So, yeah. That's beautiful. Very cool. Thanks. Thanks, Dimitri. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Give it up. <clears throat> and keep it going for Molly Kiernan. Hello. Hello, Hello, Molly. Um, Molly, happy birthday. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Molly's birthday. Thank you so much, everyone. I'm incredibly hungover. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wow, I love it. So I just, just (laughs) just so you know where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, What song did you want to discuss today? Okay, my song is um, the song I heard right before I got my first kiss. um, Chicago by Sufjan Stevens. Um, Yeah, which I was talking to Brian about what songs we were going to do before uh, the show. And he was like, that's I was like, yeah, I heard that song like when I got my first kiss. He was like, that's like such a suburban like (laughs) (laughs) really shit on your experience. (laughs) Hipster. But it really was. It's like I think it's like the closest that I've come to like feeling like I was in like an indie movie mm-hmm. because yeah. I got my first kiss when I was like 17. I was a late bloomer and this was also my first date. Okay. So, uh, this guy and I that like we went to high school together and we had had crushes on each other, like back and forth for such a long time. He was a year older than me and, uh, he finally like asked me on a date, uh, the summer before he left for college and I was like still, mm-hmm. yeah. so like, whatever you know um but yeah we like went to uh we went to Bertucci's you guys know Bertucci's oh I know Bertucci's give it up for Bertucci's those rolls are something yeah he uh I remember he like walked up to my door as my SAT tutor was leaving the house um Yeah, I was I was prepping for the SATs also and having fun. Uh, we went to Bertucci's and then we went to Ben and Jerry's and he had this like mm. very old um, 
like Volvo station wagon that was bright red. Nice. And it was like he like loved this car, uh, and uh, he played that song uh, as we were driving, like mm-hmm. in between locations or something. And I hadn't heard it before, and you know I was like seventeen, and I was like, oh, this is like so cool. This song, this song feels like so cool. You know, like it's just yeah. like it's like slow and artsy. And he's from Chicago. This guy, mm. um, he's in the New York comedy scene now, which says a lot about both of us. I think <laughs> <laughs> we're like still friends, but um, so yeah. Sorry. So he was like, he's from Chicago. What'd you say? I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> it's terrible. Um, uh, so yeah, I, but he played the song and it just felt very cool. Like I was in a movie and then we, uh, went to like the town, like soccer fields. I grew up in suburban Connecticut and like my first kiss was like sitting on top of his car, like looking at the stars, mm, which is really cool. So yeah. that's a very cool yeah. memory. Yeah. Um, that is, that was our only date. <laughs> No, maybe we had like one more date that summer and then he left for school and didn't talk to me for a while. <laughs> like a long time and then we awkwardly reconnected because we're both here. Yeah. And had to. Oh boy. Yeah, but no, we're good now. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is real. That's straight out of a high school movie. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like that story. Because um, yeah. it like, it took me so long to get my first kiss and I was just like, you know, just ready for it. And then I yeah. like feel like I got this nice story out of it. So it's, I waited a long time, but I got, I got a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. A very cinematic version of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, it just felt, I felt cool. Like you feel cool in high school yeah, when you're in moments sure. like that. Have yeah. you, do you like give a shit about Steve John Stevens anymore? Like, is that an artist you went on to enjoy? Um, yeah, but not like crazy. I'm not like yeah. a crazy fan, but that song just like strikes a chord for me. I also went to college in the Midwest mm-hmm. and Chicago um, is was like the city closest to my school. And so that is a place where a lot of my friends still live and my sister lives there mm-hmm. now. And it's just like everything about like just being reminded of that yeah. um, is very lovely to me. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That seems really wonderful. Yeah, it's just like good memories all around. I was just out in Chicago for the first time. I think the last time I had been there, I was like 13 or 14. Oh, cool. So for the longest time, my only real memory of Chicago was I went to Tower Records and bought a Warp Tour CD. Oh, Um, nice. So it was nice to sort of redo that. Yeah, do the same thing. Did you go to Tower again? (laughs) Yeah. No, this time I I drank Malort, so... Okay. Okay. R.I.P. Tower Records, R.I.P. Warp Tour. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Chicago, you're next. (laughs) Um, Wow. Uh, So it's your birthday. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Let's talk about that. Uh, You psyched, or what's up? I mean, I know you're hungover, but... Yes, Evan, I'm you psyched. To be I'm I'm well yeah, I'm hungover, but I just had a beer, so I, I feel like I'm in that moment right now where I feel okay and then I'm gonna regret it later. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, so I'm feeling great like in this exact cool. moment. Yeah. Um but it's a bummer to be hungover on your birthday. It's like very fun the night before and then you're yeah. like I my mom and sister were mm. in town today and I like it took me so long to just like get out of bed to go see them. <laughs> yeah. And my mom like you can't hide it. I couldn't hide right. it from my mom. She's like, How much did you drink? <laughs> A lot. <laughs> That's got to be a nice thing um, about being from nearby. You get to do like birthdays and stuff with your fam. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. It's overwhelming. Okay. You yeah. know. 
no it's nice my sister's my best friend and she does live in chicago now so like i don't get to see her a ton which is great um my mom's just a character like she (laughs) is she has no volume control (laughs) and is like very loud and loves to talk about stuff she shouldn't talk about in public Mm, nice yeah she um i don't i won't um tell the whole story of this but we were in a cab last night uh going to a restaurant and she started lecturing me about birth control which like happens a lot (laughs) started to spell out the word abortion because she felt weird saying it so like i so it's a good trick so like yeah i was like who do you think can't spell in this cab um was there a four-year-old yeah, was there driving the car? <laughs> yeah, there was a baby driving the car. She was like, don't talk about abortion. What about baby? Oh, God, 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 God. <laughs> yeah, so it's been a great birthday. <laughs> um, now, uh, so you you went on like a date or two with this dude way yeah. back in the day, and now uh-huh. he's some like fucking New York comedy person. Yeah, he sucks. No. <laughs> No, have you learned your lesson and have you never dated another New York comedy person? I have not learned my lesson. My boyfriend is Dimitri, who was just on the show. What a reveal. That was a really, yeah, you waited till the end for that. (laughs) Well, I can't make that what the interview's about. No, I He doesn't deserve that. He doesn't. I thought he would dedicate some song to me. I was hoping. He didn't. He really really fucked up. He picked a really sad song. It's true. <laughs> um, well, you know, whatever. Dimitri, do better next time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, thank you so much for joining oh us. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. It's been wonderful. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Molly. <sighs> Everyone, we have come to our final guest. Please give a big round of applause to Aileen Clark. Woo! Here we go. Oh, hello, hello, hello. hello. First of all, Eileen. Oh, my God. Eileen, sorry. How? I knew it. Dare you. I messed up. <laughs> Second Eileen of all, Clark. this dress buttons very oddly. So if everybody sees my. Can I stand? Yeah. I'll Great. That's what I'm going to do. We'll stand. You guys can stay sitting. Don't no, we're do good. it. We're going to do this. Respect. We're gonna do one of these. Yeah. Perfect. I feel Thank way you. more comfortable now. Thank you. I truly appreciate that. Eileen, uh, what song do you want to chat about? So, I think you guys know this band. Mm-hmm. They're a little mysterious, I feel, especially lately. Yeah. Um, but it's I Miss You by Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I think I know the band. Yeah. They, I, I've, I, miss, I miss them. Where yeah. are they? They're Where touring, but now they got uh, Matt Skiba instead of Tom DeLonge. Yeah, who's uh, off chasing UFOs. Yes, so. but also stopping child uh, sex uh, rings. Oh yeah, did, did you hear about that? that? Yeah, Google it. It's great. You're wow. like, oh my god, Tom, good for you. He's doing a lot of weird stuff. Like he has like a lot of government contacts. Yeah, and like what's going on, dude? But good know. for you for also being a bass player. No guitarist. Yeah, yeah. The other dude was. <laughs> the other dude. Mark. Anyways, yes. So um, the reason I picked "I Miss You" by Blink One Eighty Two is because there was a very specific moment in my life where that uh, song came into play. Um, Many a year ago, when I was a young 20-something mm-hmm. gal, I went to Alaska to see a very good friend of mine uh, who was uh, there because of Air Force. 
Wow. <laughs> Select reason for being here. Yes. Air yeah. Force. He was in the Air mm-hmm. Force and he was super bummed out because he was like, Mylene, I can't go home for the holidays. And I was like, you know what, dude? I'll come and visit you to Alaska. I've never yeah. been to Alaska. I'll fucking go. And he was like, great. You can stay at our like base. And I was wow. like, sick. I'm going to find out what the fucking military does. Because <laughs> um, I didn't know. And I did. And then the first night that I was there, him and I like made out hardcore and we had that our relationship had never we were purely like super good buds Mm -hmm. and then I was like oh okay Freddie I see where (laughs) this is going and it was a delightful vacation and um (laughs) delightful uh, truly he gave me an iPod for Christmas that was engraved and this was back in the day when iPods were like a million dollars and like freshly out I was like, oh shit, and my name's in the back of this is a fucking thing? Yeah. Dope. So, <laughs> so I go back home to San Francisco after my lovely holiday, and I made him like a full-on mix CD nice. with like Coldplay jams. He's got green eyes, so I included green eyes from Coldplay. You yes. Gotta. Uh, fucking, I had, uh, one day we were on the phone after I left, and he was like, dude, I keep finding your hair everywhere. So I added Screaming Infidelities by Dashboard Confessionals. Because your hair is everywhere. And I was like, yep, putting that jam in. Yeah. And then I was like, you the know jam. what? Yeah, jam. Jam. And then I put hands down in there too, because they're like, we kissed in your front yard, and you put your hands hands on my hips or some fucking shit <laughs> and uh that's how it goes right poetry <laughs> thank you dashboard but at the when we when we were in alaska we kept bumping this blink 182 mm. album that i miss you was on and he was like we're jack and sally eileen mm. i was like oh my god romance wow i feel it it's alive and so i put that in the in my playlist and while I was in San Francisco, we talked every night and everything, and he found out he was going to get shipped off to Afghanistan. Mm. And this was fully, like, war going on in the Middle East. So I was like, oh, okay. Okay. And so I thought about it, and I talked to him a, a whole bunch, and I was like, I think I'm in love with Freddie. Mm. So I decided to surprise him and go back to Alaska to tell him that I loved him before he was shipped off to Afghanistan. And I planned it with his Air Force buddies. And I was like, okay, I'm going to arrive this day, whatever. And they're like, great, he'll get off work. He'll come into my room. My mm-hmm. name is, I forget his name. And, <laughs> um, and then we'll surprise him and it'll be great. So he comes into the room and I'm there. And his face is like, what are you doing here? And I was crushed. And I had three days to like, tell him I loved him after I saw his face be like we would sit next to each other and he fully was like arm's length for me I was like fuck me I'm a fucking idiot and so one day he's at work doing air force things and I I never found out what they do (laughs) truly didn't and uh Come out, of, come out of secrecy, Air yeah, Force. Yeah, hello. What are you doing with planes? I don't know. I'm assuming air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm in his little like room, and I'm playing the the mixed CD because he had it right there, and I'm playing it, and I'm I'm like crying, and I go into his little teeny tiny closet. <laughs> no, and and I'm like. 
like literally wow, such a fucking emo bitch like grabbing his clothes and like crying and like and then all of a sudden the part where tom DeLong goes where are you <laughs> like comes on and i'm like <laughs> like holding on to his uniform sobbing openly like truly like i can't believe i did this i almost choked and um his friend comes in and sees my face is like mm-hmm. busted and he's like dude are you okay and i'm like i don't know why i did this i'm stupid and he's like i think you should still tell him and i was like you're right i didn't come out this way <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so the next day it's the day i'm supposed to fly back to san francisco i still haven't told him i loved him we go to see, are you ready for this? The Passion of the Motherfucking Christ. Okay. Perfect. Perfect, Perfect film. <laughs> Great film. <laughs> and then after the movie. That's we, a date movie too. <laughs> after the movie, we drive to the airport and I say bye to his friend who like dropped, him, dropped us off. And Freddie's like, well, see ya. And I was like, cool and i was like eileen this is now or never it's now or never so i was like hey so um i came here because i wanted to say something to you and i didn't say it because when you saw me and i could tell something was different and i didn't and i literally was ward vomit i was like but you know i didn't come all this way to not tell you so um i think i'm in love with you and his face is like somebody punched him right in the face and then i go no i don't think i know i'm in love with you Stupid bitch. (laughs) Stupid emo bitch. Stupid emo bitch. And he turns around and he's like, oh my God, Eileen. Thank you. Uh, Oh, uh, did my buttons pop? Yeah, but it's fine. (laughs) So so I was like, "Uh uh-huh, cool. And then we hugged and he left and I got on a plane and I had to fly to Anchorage first. And then they're like, sorry, Miss Clark, uh, all flights back to California are just fucked because it's fucking um, spring break. break. And I was like, motherfucking shit balls. So I'm stuck in Anchorage for a full week just in a motel fucking six across the street from a Wendy's, which is what I ate. Every single day, <laughs> sobbing openly. He still called me every day because he was like, okay, I'm going to Afghanistan. He was three days away from going yeah, to Afghanistan. Yeah. And he was like, you know, it felt really nice for you to say that. And I was like, I simply cannot. <laughs> and um, so still to this day, every time, like, I don't bop that album very often. Sure. But every time I hear any one of the songs from yeah. that mix CD, like randomly, if I'm like, oh, I'll listen to Coldplay today, I'll get like a little hole in my heart. He's married with two babies now. Oh, where did he meet his wife? In Afghanistan when he went, uh-huh. Oh, uh. I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but at, so doing this, like yeah. I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do a song, at least one song from that fucking mix CD. And I was like going around and when I heard Tom DeLonge go, where are you? Yeah. I was like, it's this one. This <laughs> is the moment. It trans- 
transported me back to that little closet and like just the heaving sobs that I felt oh that day. God. It was truly painful, but I was like, what a memory. Like, yeah. Eileen, you fucking, that is straight up a Bridget Jones's diary fucking. <laughs> That's fucking gnarly. That's right? Bad. Yeah. Fucked up. But it's great, and I hope he's happy. He lives in Georgia. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, yeah. Eileen, you brought us all right there with you. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for the interviews. Weren't they lovely? They were enchanting. And now we'll hand you over to the utterly dreamy Michael Vermajanis for some music. So I guess I'm going to play two songs I made. They're pretty quick. Um, they are about love and they kind of are breakup ishy, but not like, oh boy, shoot me in the face, you know? <laughs> so I think everyone will be okay. All right, cool. All right. the past few days I've been the subject of praise but what happens when it's your voice that you raise you tend to lose everything that you're fighting for but what do you do when you lost what you're fighting for you song is called Days and Praise and then this one I'm not sure what it's called I've never played it live wrote it like a while ago but hey there you go Of course I would. After all this time, of course I would. After all this time, I thought that you had gone for good. Couldn't let the thought of you die. Of course I would. 
course I would After all this time I tried to shake it off Thought that I could Couldn't keep you out of my mind's eye Of course I would After all this time So now that I know with myself Oh my dearest friend Let's give in Robin How long you think we got till the end Ask you to sing with me. What I got, I'm a say, I'm a say to you. Love, 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 lovey, love, love. What I got, I'ma say, I'ma say to you. Lovey, love, love, lovey, love, love. What I got, I'ma say, I'ma say to you. Lovey, love, love, lovey, love, love. What I got, I'ma say, I'ma say to you. Lovey, love, love, lovey, da I can't believe all those amazing people came to our show and shared their stories. Happy Valentine's Day to us. Yes, indeed. We were feeling the love. And if you visit our website, we'll be posting social media info for all of our guests so that you can show them some love by following, liking, and saying hello. But for now, we'll say goodbye. Until next time, hit repeat. Evan, put a Tinder shirt on. Repeater is hosted by Evan Forbarden and Patrick Cartelli at QED in Astoria, Queens, a place to show and tell. Find out more at QEDAstoria.com. Our show is supported in part by Hi-Fi Records and Cafe in Astoria. Visit them from wherever you are at HiFi-Records.com. Editing by Stephen Garvey. Theme music by The Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeater.